All right, welcome to a new episode of the Blazecast. I'm Cantley Elliott. Finally got a uh, special guest. I've been looking forward to having on here for a minute, Maddie Hoops. It's uh, good to have you on here. Yes, I am so excited to be on here. Uh, Maddie Hoops here. Maddie Kirchhofer is my real name, but Maddie Hoops is what I go by. And yeah, this is my first podcast ever. So super excited. Thank you so much, Cantley, for inviting me. And hopefully I don't mess it up for you, but here we go. I'm ready. No, you definitely want to think you'll be fine. I, I can tell when I scroll through my feed and I see your content that, you know, you do for yourself and you do for Whistle. You're you're a natural, you're comfortable, you. you're really, you talk to people really well. So it's, uh, I think you'll do just fine today. Thank you. Me too. Yeah. So I'm glad we're both on the same page here. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. You'll be fine. I, confidence so, is everything. <laughs> confidence is key. It, it'll take you right? a long way. So, exactly. um, like I said, scrolling through your feed and everything, I think what caught my attention first about your profile was your name, Maddie Hoops, because I'm a big basketball fan, always have okay. been. Um, and, you know, living in Columbus, everything's Ohio State football, and it's kind of hard to always find basketball fans to talk to. So, you know, where did the name come from? It just it fits really well with you and everything you're doing. So just kind of talk about where it started. Yeah, so Maddie Hoops has a good ring to it, right? It does. So, so Maddie Kirchhofer is my real name. I was like, hmm, if I'm ever going to be famous one day, I feel like that's not the name to do it. So I had to switch it up to Maddie Hoops. But so the backstory behind Maddie Hoops, it actually has a pretty like deep meaning to me. I wish I knew kind of the concrete story of how it kind of like came to be. But basically, my dad was the one who actually gave me the nickname. So basketball has been like a really huge part of my family. Uh, my dad played basketball in college. He actually asked my mom on her first date to go to a basketball game. And both my parents are super tall. My dad's like six. Well, he'll joke and say he's like six, three, six, four, but he's really like six, two, but we'll say six, three, six, four. And then my mom's like five, 10. So they probably were like, yeah, we're going to have this D one stud of a kid. And we got to give her the nickname Maddie hoops, obviously. But yeah. So to my like recollection, um, it was my AOL account name. So I know everyone is always like, refers back to their like AOL like mail emails and they're like oh my god I'm so embarrassed by this like why would I ever make it this yeah. but so mom was Maddie Hoops 13 um and I was always a little embarrassed by it when I was younger but then thinking about it now like being older I was like no this is actually dope so I dropped the yeah. 13 became Maddie Hoops and it's special because it's like it's from my family it's like from my mm -hmm. dad um who was like my basketball coach growing up my whole life mm -hmm. so I was like yeah, it's got a good ring to it. And if I'm going to be famous one day, got to go with something that has a good ring. So that's why I had to go, had to go Maddie Hoops. Actually, I I'm going to stop you and correct you. It's when you're famous, not if you're famous. There it's we when go. You're famous. So <laughs> yeah. you got to speak exactly. it into existence. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I think the names from families are always kind of cool. Cause like my, my, so my nickname's Andy. Okay. Um, and I never really went by Cantley until the last couple of years. And it, it's my mom's maiden name, actually. Oh. Um, cause I was always like, I don't know how to like really embrace it or whatever, but I do think, you know, when you're in a space kind of like we're in with media and everything, having something that kind of sets you apart, it's important. So I think for you, like that's actually good. And I think being in sports, it all just lines up perfectly. So yeah, I definitely think it's great for you that you're sticking with that. Me too. And also a former college baller. So I was like, perfect. Gotta have the hoops in there. And yeah, it's honestly, it is my, it's my favorite sport. It's my favorite sport to watch. And it was my favorite sport. Yeah, it was my favorite sport growing up, I'd say. I also was, I played a lot of different sports. I did like everything basically, like soccer, track, basketball. Soccer was my number one for a while, but yeah. suffered a little bit of that like burnout from like 
you know, just it being too much like year round, mm-hmm. year after year, um, switched over to basketball and then, you know, went that path of going to college for it and ended up working out. So yeah, it's, it's special meaning to me because like I've played it my whole life, but then also yeah, having that family aspect just makes it like that much better. So who were some of your favorite players like growing up to watch? And like, do you have any favorites now? Just who are some of the names that come come to your mind? Yeah. yeah so it's kind of like, so it's kind of funny. So like we weren't a big, like have a team type of family. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like we were always so busy just like traveling or like competing that we never really like watched it as a family. Um, but always growing up, my dad was a huge um, Larry Bird fan. So he would tell me like, countless times like Larry Bird quotes that would like stick out to me of like um just when I was playing basketball it was like okay I gotta play like Larry Bird or like remember this Larry Bird quote so I'd say Larry Bird is like a really big one just from like again that like family aspect of like my dad was so into him and then it was like that was the the advice that I would go by so I'd say Larry Bird is big and then now I'm I'm actually I really like watching the WNBA I was at the finals this year um and I'm I'm gonna say I'm a Liberty fan I've moved to New York only a year ago but I'm gonna say I'm a Liberty fan I love Sabrina um I love Stewie Vandersloot like they're all awesome like I loved watching them play also Aces like they deserved it I get it they did great in the finals um but yeah I'd say I love watching all of them them play yeah no definitely the way that I think women's especially like college basketball over the last like year or two just for like as competitive as it's been and you have like Caitlin Clark you know, doing what she's doing and changing the game. I mean, because when she came to when Ohio State played Iowa last year, mm-hmm. um, I want to say the game was sold out. And I even look at like Ohio State, their women this year in basketball, they have a bunch of games that are sold out already because they have a girl like I'm sure, you know, JC Sheldon. Yeah, um, she's a girl from right here in Columbus and she's their star now. And it's just like you look at the way it's expanded, and it's exploded because of, you know, females like them. It's just really cool to see the way it's going, I think. No, it's so cool. I think also like what's been big for that is the them also being able to show their personalities, kind of how we were talking about before, but giving a little bit of like that trash talk and like rivalry and like leaning into that. Like, I think that makes the game so exciting and like, I'm all here for it. Like bring on the drama, like bring on the narratives. Like, I don't know, women kick ass in this sport. So like give them their light and like, let them shine basically. Like, I don't know. I just think like, women's March Madness Final Four like being there actually experiencing that energy I think it had a lot of people tuning in and kind of realize like yo women have been doing this like we're just finally giving them the stage to do it but we should continue to invest in women's sports because they're bringing it yeah it's it's funny too because I I always find it funny when like guys will go at it in sports people will say oh well they're a warrior they're this is this but then when you have you know, the women do it. Oh, well, they're, they should. And I'm just like, exactly. sometimes like the girls can be more catty than the guys are. Cause I, I remember I had a girl in high school or a girlfriend in high school. She played uh soccer. And I remember I went to one of their matches and like, these girls were like, they were getting after it. And I was surprised because that was one of the first real like women's sporting events I had gone to. I think I was probably 17 or 18, but yeah. that was kind of my introduction to it. And then I started to go into more women's basketball games and things like that. And you just see how, I mean, they do it just as much as the guys do. Yeah, I think also like allowing women to showcase their personalities more too. Like, for example, like Flaugé Johnson, like also being a rapper, like and also like spotlighting that instead of telling her to like hide that talent and like just focus on basketball. Like Mm -hmm. that's like never been really a thing. So it's so cool to see like, I don't know, these women just like 
showing themselves and then people relating to it and then wanting yeah. to like buy in and like follow them and I don't know it's just a really cool thing yeah no it definitely is um I kind of want to go back for a second so you know you yeah. talked about you played sports in college and everything where was the transition from the end of your athletic career in the sports media because for me personally uh I had a torn ACL and meniscus uh, in college and that was kind of one of the ending points of you know playing sports and everything yeah I love media now and like what I do and everything so what was the what was the point for you like when did you know that this is something you wanted to do yeah that's a great question I mean I think like my whole I guess like growing up I always knew I had like a creative side like I was the type of girl who bossed my younger brother around and we did like little videos in the backyard like I remember we were obsessed with dude perfect and we would do like trick shot videos in the backyard like over and over again until we got it right and I was like the bossy director and it like makes a lot of sense because I'm a very bossy producer now so it all added up but yeah I would say like I always I always loved telling a story through like either whatever it was if it was like video or like photography I loved photography um so I always just loved doing that type of stuff. And then I realized that I wanted to go to school for basketball. And when I was looking around, I was looking at schools that had really good programs in, in media. And so Muhlenberg College ended up being that for me, where when I had met with the coach, um, he had said they have a great like media program. And a lot of, you know, people have seen success um, post-college. And um, that's kind of rare. I feel like not every, you know, small school has that and Muhlenberg was a very small school so it was cool so I was definitely that was a big draw for me um and I didn't really know that I was going to be in like obviously the social media space because it it really wasn't a thing back then of like what I'm doing now but I think I went in thinking I was going to do some sort of like either documentary making or these like bigger like bigger projects where like the videos were longer form and um again that like telling story theme was like every like always something that I just gravitated towards yeah and then yeah I would say I was so when I got to school I actually interned for the or I didn't intern I had a work study for mm -hmm. the office of communications at Muhlenberg so I was around it all the time so I saw how they were running you know Muhlenberg's media so it was like the sports side but also like the campus side so I was very much involved in that um and then got an internship with them like my sophomore year summer so I spent the summer at school and was just photographing people talking with all this the research students on campus kind of like it was kind of producing in a way it was like photographing them but then also like learning things about them right yeah. so it was like learning how to like connect with all these different people and like ask questions and make them feel comfortable uh in front of a lens which is like it's a very like tough skill to learn I feel like yeah. Because it's hard to be in front of the camera and people can make it look really easy, but um, you gotta, it's really the people behind the scenes that are making you feel comfortable and making you feel, you know, like you can be yourself. So I think that was a really big moment. And then um, I was looking for an internship my junior year. I was like, this is like the most pivotal time. I need to get an internship or else my life is ruined. Um, so I was doing a lot of like networking, going to the career center um, and I got it interview with SNY and I actually oh. for marketing and I didn't get it and I was like so discouraged like I feel like I as an athlete like rejection is very hard yeah. right so I feel like I had never faced failure like that before and it just broke me like I was like devastated for days 
Um, and I was just like, all this work that I put in, like, didn't pay off, which I feel like I kind of grew up in like my whole life. I was very much a perfectionist, had to be the best. And like things just kind of went my way. And that was the first time that I saw like failure. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I, I picked myself back up. I went researching and I was like, oh, my family was actually really big fans of the New York Red Bulls the MLS team. So I looked, there happened to be a internship with them for the social media department. So I cold emailed everybody that I could find on the internet and sent over my resume, sent over a cover letter. And then I ended up getting an internship with them. And that's where I first learned about being able to uh, like cover live sports and cover a team through like social media, which was super mm-hmm. cool. So that's kind of, yeah. I think that was long winded and that was like the evolution of everything, but <laughs> You could stop me there and I know you'll probably have follow-up questions, so. No, you're good. I, I think that's great because that sounds very similar to how it was for me because when I graduated college, uh, social media and everything wasn't like it is now. And it's so oh. funny because that was only four, almost five years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting to see, you know, in another four or five years where it's going to be. But the rejection thing I think is so important. And I think a lot of the characteristics that you have from being an athlete how they translate into your real life is actually like a real thing. Because I remember when I graduated, I applied for like four or five jobs in Dayton at their news station. Cause it was closer to home from it's maybe like 30 minutes. Yeah. And I didn't get any of them. And I was just kind of like, you know, am I not good enough for this? Am I not going to yeah. get it? I've been working in the sports info department, doing media, like shooting videos, writing articles and everything. And I was like, you know, I just am, you probably feel the same way. You just want to sometimes get, into the business to get the experience because I know a lot of these places are like oh well we're not going to take you unless you have four or five years experience well when you're coming out of college somebody has to give you a chance yeah you know so it's 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 good to hear your story is kind of similar to mine and you know we have that understanding no it's so true and like I think back to that Mm -hmm. moment of like feeling so like my life is over and I just I want people to realize like rejection is okay and like it's a part of life and especially in this industry like it is so hard to like get your foot in the door so as much as you can just like make connections with people and reach out and just like get to know them for the person they are and like learn from as many people as you can and like get to know their stories and like I don't know I think that's been the biggest thing for me of like breaking into this industry was taking a chance on myself and also like connecting with people because it goes a long way. And I think those are the people who end up like helping you out later when when you're looking for help. Yeah. Yeah. Connections are definitely the biggest thing. It really is kind of a game of like who you know. Um, yeah. And it's important. But I guess that kind of, you know, leads me to my next question. The work you do at Whistle uh, Sports and everything. One, like I said, it's phenomenal. It always catches my eye yeah. on my timeline. Yeah. So, you know what is like, what are you some of your day-to-day tasks? And I guess the question I ask everybody too, is what is, what does success look like for you personally, you know, when you're working there and doing everything for them? Yeah. So right now at Whistle, so I'm currently a creative producer and then I'm also a content creator. Um, So my job is like really evolved at the company. So this was actually my first job out of school. Um, I was it started out here as an intern and really worked my way up in the company. Um, so I kind of have experience like I was I went from doing, you know, our team was much smaller and I did as I said yes to everything and I did everything that I could. Um, and I ran all of our different accounts and I had, you know, worked with all these different brands and I was just 
a sponge. I was just soaking everything up. And I think that went a long way. And my talents kind of sh- shine through of like, okay, she's really good at like connecting with people. She's really good at having these like big ter- like big ideas, big picture ideas that like you can execute on. So I think um, from doing all that, then I was able to kind of morph into now this creative producer role. And we actually created our own team for that, which was really exciting because um, when I started, Whistle didn't really have faces, right? Like we were just existed as um, repurposing content, working with content creators who were big into like trick shots and things like that. Um, and then having like original series on YouTube, but we didn't have any like social personalities. So last year I was like, I really think it would make us way more marketable if we had like faces to the brand and pe- people that other people can relate to yeah. and connect with. Um, so I like, I was running the TikTok at the time and I was like, I think I'm just going to start testing out original content and see how it goes. So I was like trying everything from like trends, um, to like storytelling, to doing like little, like the little icons, flashing up games like that, like drafts and stuff like that. Just seeing what would stick. Cause our page was primarily repurposed content. Yeah. Um, and so the storytelling actually like took off for us and it started going viral and they were like everyone was starting to notice and then we had people join and then they were starting to join in on it and it it really opened up the door for the possibilities of like the company to now this year we've brought in some amazing content creators um and we're working with people also like externally and yeah it's just been like amazing to see like that original content from what it started to like what it is now Um, But then, so other than like the original stuff, I also do a lot with brands. So Whistle, um, we're marketable in the fact that we have YouTube series. So we have different YouTube series and then we have our short form content because we have a pretty wide audience across our social platforms. So when we go to a brand, we pitch, you know, this episode that they can buy into and attach their logo to and have their brand messaging in. And then they can also buy into these social like, we call them snackable short form, which are videos that myself and my team will create um, or ideate on. And it also kind of like includes their messaging in a fun, like social way. So when you look on TikTok and you see those like, you know, ads, you know, we try to make them very social native, but those are the kind of things that I'm like ideating on and um, working on. So like all these different brands and the, so from like start to finish, it'll be like the creation, you know, we're on those client calls, like pitching it to clients. And then we're going and traveling and actually like executing on this. And then we're seeing like the edit through. So it's really cool. It's like two different umbrellas. It's like the originals that are like helping whistle run and like trying to be a face and a personality. Then it's also doing like the behind the scenes and working with different um, brands and then also professional athletes um, as the talent and making social content with them. So it's really cool. Yeah. I, I think the human part of it is really important because that's something we've discuss you know with blaze and everything is just having a face that people can recognize and connect with because i think a lot of the brands that i really enjoy like complex of those yeah there's like a there's like a person that i associate with those brands and everything so the fact that you guys are on that i think that's so important and that's so cool because it looks like you've had a lot of good interviews with whistle yeah so also um this past year through mm-hmm. um this program that I was part of. So I was part of the uh, women in sports content creator program. So it was like uh, through Meta actually. And they had reached out to me and they were like, we'd love for you to be a part of it, which I was so excited for because I don't have a huge 
following. Like I'm trying right now to like grow my own brand and grow my own identity and um, yeah, create content for myself as well as for Whistle. Um, so they had reached out to me and they wanted me to be a part of it. And it was really exciting for me. I was like, oh my God, like for a company as big as Meta to invest in like a new creator is so incredible because I mean, it's so easy for those bigger and like companies to just be like, oh, this person, they have a million followers. Like that's who we're going to go with instead Mm -hmm. of like somebody like me who was like barely at 2000. Right. So that has been incredible for me and like the opportunities that they unlocked as well as like, you know, uh, their good relationship with Whistle as well um so yeah I got a ton of great interviews for them they took me to a bunch of different events like um the women's march madness final four so I got to interview Angel Reese which is so awesome like Flage and I got Caitlin Clark I snuck a little question in there she was super mild but like that was super cool um WNBA draft I didn't get anybody there um Nebraska volleyball day was so cool yeah. um, I to interview all the girls there and they had the best energy they were probably like my favorite interviews ever just because their energy and they're very like if you look at their TikTok page like they love TikTok so they were like all about it which is the best um and then recently I was at a women's sports foundation like red carpet and I got to like kind of host it and get interviews with um the different female athletes and I got Billie Jean King which is like so, wow. so awesome and at the end, Billie Jean King was walking down, obviously, to go into the event. And they were like, oh, we don't know um, if you'll be able to get her. Like, she's very busy. She's got to get in there. And I was, like, begging them, like, please, 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 like, can we <laughs> get her? And so, like, that that girl went over to the manager. And the manager's like, all right, you got, like, a minute. So I, like, told her the prompt. And she ended up drawing herself. And everyone was cracking up at the reveal. She was cracking up. Um, people were snapping photos. I was like, this is the best thing ever. And then she yeah. followed me on Instagram after and posted the picture on her own Instagram. So I was like, my job that's was a, done. <laughs> that's a flex. She posted exactly. you on IG. Yeah. Exactly. So so you have all these different things going on and everything. A lot of cool stuff you've done uh, at Whistle. And just like in your personal life too, it's been a, a great journey for you, it sounds like. Do you have anything coming up that we should be looking out for? Any of the special projects, you know, guests or things you might not be able to tell us. That's always, you know, yeah, a thing too. I'm, so what's up, what's up for you? To, yeah, I'm trying to think how I can. So yeah. things coming up now, I'm doing mm-hmm. Sunday, I'm going to be Atlanta for a brand issue. I can't say the brand. I also can't say the talent, but um, that'll be a pretty cool one. It's college football. And then Monday, I can talk about, I'm going to be at the Chiefs Eagles game. So I'm going to be doing some tailgating content, hopefully getting those credentials. Um, I think we're going to be working with an influencer on the ground, but then, I don't know. We'll see if we get player access. That would be amazing. But definitely some tailgating content, which will be a lot of fun with the Chiefs and Eagles fans. And then upcoming, um, I don't know if I can talk about it yet because it's kind of like still being worked out. Mm-hmm. But um, it's going to be something around the NBA in-season tournament. Um, that's kind of all yeah. I can say about it. Okay. But if it works out the way that I think it will, it's going to be such a such an incredible um opportunity and like experience so um it's on the horizon we'll see we'll see what happens but hopefully um there'll be some content from that yeah yeah no I guess like I said you you do lots of great content I'm excited to see what you do next because you know this is only the start for you it's been it's been great and um I think you have a definitely have a bright future ahead of you so it'll be good to you know keep in touch and hopefully you don't get too big so I can have you back on here one of these days you know Um, I'll always come back you were were my first podcast ever I'm, I will be on your podcast as many times as you want me to be on your podcast, okay? 
I appreciate it. Maybe one day we can look back on this and say, remember when we did this, you know? Yes, so exactly. definitely. Um, before we hop off of here, where can people find you on social media and where can they find your work at Whistle? Yes. Yes. So you can follow me at Maddie Hoops on Instagram, on TikTok, on threads. Um, so hit me up on there. And then, yeah, you can follow Whistle. I think we're Whistle Sports on Instagram, Whistle on YouTube, Whistle on TikTok. Um, and yeah, so look for my content there. Um, hopefully I've made some new friends and from this podcast and thank you so much for having me. It was such a blast. Yes, definitely. Yeah. I was definitely glad to have you on here and I'm looking forward to uh, talking down the road. Yes. Me as definitely. well. Heck yeah. Well, Maddie hoops, everybody glad she was thank able you. to join us and we'll see you on the next, uh, time we're on the blaze cast. We do all the other podcasts and everything pylon fast break. So check them out and we'll see you next time.